This is the Abundant in Love podcast, helping you discover or reconnect intimacy and sexuality in your life and relationships. This isn't about sex or being sexy. It's about building connection and providing you with the insight needed to restore trust and love in yourself. You got to believe you deserve it. Then you just got to ask for it. Now, please welcome your host, Barbara Bartosh. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Abundant Love Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me again and that you keep joining me every week. Um, This has been an experience of a lifetime, and I'm having so much fun with this. I'm having fun speaking with people and getting questions and insights and suggestions. And I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to do this and thank you for liking it and for those of you who have already helped me out by going on iTunes and doing the trifecta, which is the like, subscribe, and review, I thank you. If you have not done it, I am asking you wholeheartedly to please do so. It will only help me expand this and reach more people that I'd like to help as I try to help myself. So today's episode, I'm doing a solo one, and I'm doing it on loneliness, and what has encouraged me to do so is my own loneliness and the holidays. Uh, Man, the holidays can be tough. I know for some of you they're not, and God bless you, and I'm glad. I'm glad that you're surrounded with friends and family and activity and energy, but there's a lot of us who are not, and it's for varying reasons. So my reason is that I'm a single mom, so I switch holidays uh, with their father And I know it's coming, and I try to prepare for it, but still it devastates me. And it's funny, they could be driving me insane five minutes before they leave, and then they're gone, and my heart is empty. And then they come back, and they're home for five minutes, and I would like for them to go back. So (laughs) it's a complex, tricky thing. Um, Some of us are lonely because we've lost somebody, and we're celebrating the first holiday without them. Or we keep celebrating holidays without them, and we just can't stop grieving. We can't stop being aware that they're not there. And maybe we're even surrounded with other family and friends, but that one person not being there, it just completely ruins everything. Um, And then there's, you know, the loneliness that comes that people are surrounded by friends and family and they're still lonely and now they think they're crazy because why are they lonely when they have so much abundance in their life? So totally, you know, varying reasons. Um, But, you know, I've been trying really hard to practice gratitude because I kept telling myself if, if you become aware of the sea of things you do have in your life and people, then maybe it won't make that one seem so devastating. And I tried, and it was still hard. It helped a little bit to focus on gratitude and what I have, but it didn't release me as much as I had hoped it would. So I'm just going to say a few tools and resources that I myself am having to implement, and I am successful. Some of it is successful and helps, and some of it didn't at all, and I think it kind of depends on the person. And if you're in a, let me see, 
If you are in a state uh, or country where it is dark and cold, that does not help. <laughs> um, I suffer from seasonal depression. So you throw seasonal depression in with holidays and lacking children, and I'm basically a mess. And uh, so here are some ideas. A light. It sounds funny, but on Amazon, I bought a light that gives me um, the kind of light that the sun gives off, and I sit in front of it for 30 minutes a day. Um, I would like to think it helps. Uh, taking vitamin D capsule, I do that too, and I would like to think it helps. Um, the light, though, is really nice. It just shines on your face and is warm for 30 minutes, and um, I really like doing that. Getting out of the house. Um, some of you are homebodies. I am not. I get my energy from people. Even if I'm not directly um, interacting with them, just being around people gives me energy. So being in a cold, dark house alone is a really stupid idea for me. So getting out and even going to a restaurant by yourself, a movie, is huge. Uh, just something to break up the monotony of the day, going to the mall and walking around. There's tons of people there. Um, if, if you're okay uh, traveling alone, which I am, like leaving for the day, like actually going on a little road trip by yourself. And... Um, and of course, if you can get with other family or friends, I think that's a good idea. Um, I think that, man, with holidays, it's hard because sometimes a friend invites you over, but you're thinking, are they just doing that because they pity me? You just feel like you're invading. So you don't even know if you should say yes or no. Um, and then you wonder, well, if I go, what am I going to be offering the group? Because I don't really feel good about anything right now. So I don't know. If you have some close friends you can get with, I would encourage you. I have friends. Um, they are difficult to get with, though. So um, that makes it a little hard on me. Uh, and, then, and then some of them have, um, let me see, I guess reached out. And that's the thing. You have to be willing to reach back out. Um, but uh, I recently had a bout with depression that was pretty bad. And um, I guess uh, three of my girlfriends realized it was. And they reached out and uh, as best they could. And um, so reaching out to people, telling them where you're at and how you feel is ideal. Um, because maybe it will result in just somebody saying, let's go, let's go eat. And, and that alone would feel like a weight lifted. Just that little, those few hours of doing something different. Um, also I would say journaling, um, leaning into the feelings, acknowledging them. I think a lot of times it feels so bad. You don't want to think about them, but I think leaning into things, feelings and acknowledging them helps you release them because you're not stuffing them down deep inside. You're bringing them to light. You're looking at them. You're seeing how they serve you bad and good, and you're letting them go. And then you're writing another story. And journaling can help you do that. And I think writing another story, I mean, really, if your story is, um, I have nobody, no matter who is in my life, I still don't have anybody, and I'm lonely, and I'm nothing without my kids, etc. And just changing the story to, my life is full. Um, I'm taking this day by myself to take care of myself and to discover new things. 
and I'm going to see my kids tomorrow and I'm going to have fun with them. It sounds simple, but you really are completely shifting the story. And um, I think that that coupled with a whole lot of other tools could really uh, be the change you need. And I think also there are um, hotlines and I will put them on my website, AbundantLove.com. And um, there are actual phone numbers, hotlines that you can call for free. And you can either talk to somebody. And it, it, and it doesn't, I need to stress this, it doesn't have to be if you're suicidal. Of course, if you're suicidal, reach out to them. But this could be, there really are hotlines. There are people available that will just talk to you. And um, I have not used that, but I am probably getting close to doing so, where it's just another human being. And, you know, your friends sometimes, I think you feel, or at least I do, you don't want to push them with the negativity. You know, they've heard for three days you're sad, and you just don't want to push that. And I think it's an amazing opportunity to get with an unbiased person that doesn't know you and to just talk. And, and maybe you don't even talk about your problems or the loneliness. Maybe you talk about, you know, just, I don't know, what college days were like. Just anything, you know, just to have a conversation with another human being. I think that's important. Um, I would suggest before the loneliness and holidays and such kick in, joining a meetup group. Meetup.com is pretty amazing. And um, I'm telling you, they have somebody there for everybody. I'm on a hiking group. I'm on a, I think it's Nerdy Girls of Oklahoma City group. Um, board game group. I mean, anything you can think of, you know, board games, it's cool. I could go on a Friday night and play board games with a group of people. Um, they may not be my best friends and they may not come to my house for dinner, but I connected with other human beings and did something that I thought was fun. So I would definitely look into the Google is a huge resource for all things around you. So look at free events and festivals and just get yourself involved. Um, I joined a singles group. I, I am dating somebody, but I joined a singles group just because I thought it'd be, I have a lot of married friends and I thought it would be really cool to have single friends that, um, maybe understood things like loneliness, uh, around the holidays or, singles that I could learn from that have been doing it way longer than me. Uh, but, you know, and limiting beliefs seem to attack during loneliness um, and holidays. You know, for me, I'm speaking from experience. All of a sudden, it's amazing to me that when that loneliness settles in, the limiting beliefs are there to be your friend, and it's a mess. And it's like a toxic, horrible relationship. All of a sudden, every limiting belief you ever had is there. And it's, it's so unfair. Uh, you know, you're, you're not good enough. You're not a good mom. Uh, you're lonely because you didn't make your marriage work. Um, you're, oh my goodness, it goes on and on. Insert all your stuff there, all the things that's wrong with you in your life. Uh, they're right there tapping you on the shoulder, waving, just waiting to get their uh, time on the stage. And because we're not at our best and we're not being as self-aware or practicing self-love like we should, we just accept all of them. And we're like, you're right, you're right, you're right. And that just spirals into a huge mess. So I would encourage you when you start having that talk, that noise, 
infiltrate you, I would totally redirect as fast as you could, whether that's journaling and changing the story, going for a walk, getting outside to a movie, speaking to a friend, setting up a dinner, whatever you have to do, I would change that story and not let it take over your brain. And loneliness, I want to make clear, is not a weakness. It's not pathetic. And I think limiting beliefs encourage loneliness, but I don't think loneliness is a limiting belief. I think loneliness is a human emotion that everybody is subject to and everybody has felt and will feel multiple times in their lives. I think that my fear is if my loneliness gets bad enough, the depression kicks in and I can get to a pretty dark place fast. So that's why these tools and, you know, leaning into it, but releasing it, getting out of the way of it, changing the story, surrounding myself with energy of people is so important. And especially having these things in place before those seasons in your life come. Because if you don't have things in place and you don't have a plan, when it comes, it's going to blindside you and you will be clamoring for resources um, instead of saying, here it is, it's come. Now I'm going to tap into all that stuff I set up. So that is super important. That meetup group I've been in for Uh, well, those meetup groups for two years. So I know that I can jump on something the second I start feeling those things. Um, So I'm not clamoring and I'm not desperately trying to find something. It's already there and in place. So I encourage you very much so to do that and even have that phone number available in your phone to call um, and have that conversation. And I know there are some churches. I know Life Church does that. Um, Life Church, I think, I can't remember all the areas it's in, but it's lifechurch.tv, and they have people that will speak with you. And um, there was even one woman once that offered to have coffee with me, and I should have taken her up on it, but our pride and our fear of being vulnerable keeps us from taking up other people's offers. I had a friend that said she'd go with me to my therapist one day when it got so bad, and I told her no because I didn't want to inconvenience her. So that brings me to the other point is you probably have resources and people available to you more than you think, but you're actually saying no to them. Um, I should have had her take me. Um, I should have taken them up when they invited me for Thanksgiving. Um, So I would definitely take people up. I would call their bluff when they offer to help you, um, you know, and if, if they really weren't thinking you were going to call their bluff, <laughs> then that's on them. And, uh, maybe they won't offer something again, but, um, when people offer something, it really is usually because they're willing to provide that and they can, and they're capable. So I would encourage you to do that. And thinking of loneliness as a weakness, you know, that's so wrong. Loneliness is just another emotion. And what we attach to it, the story, that's what makes loneliness bad. Loneliness is not bad. 
no feelings are bad. Even anger isn't bad. It's, it's, it's a reaction. It's your brain and your heart reacting to something. But the story we put around it is, you know, so, man, I feel lonely. What does that say about me? Um, why can't I go to a restaurant alone and be happy? Why do I need to be with other people? Um, why can't I just have a holiday meal by myself and be fine with it? What's wrong with me? What does this say about me that I don't like being alone? Um, and you know, it's okay to like being alone, but not like being alone all the time. I actually, and, and it's so funny, I was talking to my friend Katrina. I told her, I said, I actually don't have a problem being alone. Right now in this depression and loneliness, it probably looks like it, but I don't. I like to kayak by myself. I like to cycle and I like to hike by myself and I like going to the gym by myself. Um, I kind of like going to the movies by myself. Restaurants I'll do, I'd rather go with somebody. So it doesn't mean that, you know, loneliness doesn't mean that you hate being alone all the time. I think that it's just pivotal moments in our lives where we just really don't wanna be alone. And that seems to be when we just, we need it the most, we need people the most. And um, we let it knock us down and we let it label us and, and create a story around it when it's just loneliness and it'll pass. Um, and it'll pass quickly if we don't attach a crazy story to it. Uh, so that's important to keep in mind. And being vulnerable, you know, intimacy, sexuality, that whole theme of this um, podcast is the ability to be vulnerable and intimate with people. And, um, you know, for me, something I've learned, except with maybe two or three friends, is I wear a mask. So people are very unlikely to know that I'm not doing well. Um, but that also puts a lot of responsibility on the few people who know I'm not. And I feel bad about that. Um, if we could just be authentic and lean into our feelings and tell people, I think it would take the pressure off of the few people that know. Um, and I also think that if we're willing to be vulnerable and authentic, we're going to find more people like us. And I feel like that's where a sense of community comes because there's nothing better than hanging out with people who are all willing to admit the struggle and lean into it, acknowledge it, but change the story. And you're all changing the story together because maybe you're all going out together. That's kind of like the singles group I'm a part of. I feel like they're doing that. Um, so I would encourage you to do that. And, and loneliness doesn't have to come if you're single. I'm just coming at it from that. Um, like I said, you could be missing a loved one and dealing with in, intense loneliness, even in a crowd of other family members. And of course, I'm a huge advocate of counseling. I think it is vital. I, I wish everybody did counseling like two to four times a year just to check in with somebody and, um, oh man, almost do an inventory or a summary or an overview of one's life every year. Uh, therapy, if you're with a good therapist, they're not just going to let you sit there and vent. They're, you're going to leave with tools 
And, um, or even if you, if you can't do a therapist or you hate the idea of therapy, uh, you could do a life coach. Life coaches aren't therapists, but they definitely are qualified to walk you through things. Um, I have a therapist and I have a life coach. And um, both were trying to help me get through something recently. And I think I got through it quicker because I had two completely different perspectives and sets of tools that both gave me. And I followed them and I did what I was supposed to do. I did the work and I think I came out of it quicker. So I would encourage you, you know, it doesn't have to be a therapist, doesn't have to be a life coach, but it would be great for one of those to just have an unbiased person who will listen to your story and give you the tools to change your story if you need to. And um, the last thing I'm going to talk about is a little more intense, but it goes with loneliness and the holidays, is suicide. And I am going to be authentic and say that there are times in my life I have understood the, I don't want to say desire, but I can understand the reasoning behind thinking it would be a relief. And um, it's so tricky and so painful. And I have had bouts with that in my life. And there are times I think if I wasn't a mother and had such a fierce protection over my children that that really could have been an incredibly viable option. And I think that that is for when you are so down and the story you've created is so dark and twisted and cumbersome and such a weight that you can't get out from under it. And that's when I would encourage you to do call the suicide hotlines, get with a therapist immediately. There are therapists that even if your insurance doesn't accept it, they'll do sliding scales. So Google sliding scale therapist in your city and see what comes up. And then there are also free ones. You know, I would say Google that as well. There really are some programs that offer free counseling. And I know some churches have um, licensed therapists that are pastors as well, and they offer it and they could very much offer it, very well offer it for free. And I would say they have centers to go to and of course hotlines to call and those are completely free. But I will say that that is, you know, and it sounds so cliche because I know we hear commercials and it, it just should never be an option. It doesn't have to be an option. Um, even in the darkest of dark days, and I've had some insanely dark moments in my life, um, I come out of it and I see where even though they were dark and devastating, there was so much good on the peripheral swirling around me. I just couldn't see it at the time. So that's why I say get help, practice gratitude, try to see, uh, try to be able to count the vast amount of good things in, in your life as opposed to the bad. Um, and I do know that sometimes there really aren't, isn't a whole lot of good, but you know, for me, just my kids alone. If that is literally the only blessing I can come up with, that is enough. 
or it has to be enough at that time. Some of us, you know, I mean, and, and you know, some of I could say more than the kids. I've got my kids. I have a house. I have a hard time paying for the house sometimes, but I have a house. I have a car that works. Sometimes it makes me think it might not one day, but it's working. Um, you know, so it's, it's all the story and it's all the angle. And, um, it's not just being optimistic and faking it till you make it. It's really diving deep and recognizing the stuff that is not bad. And like I said, sometimes there won't be a lot there because your life really has imploded in a myriad of ways. And I get that, but there's gotta be one. And for me, if the whole world falls apart, as long as I can say I've got my three kids, I'm good to go. And, uh, th- and I'm not saying that with ease. It- it's difficult to think like that in the deepest depression, but um, it's so imperative to do so. So if all you can say is your heater works, well, hey, your heater works because in another person's life, it's not working. Um, so uh, I hope this has been an encouragement. I feel like I've rambled a bit, but I just really wanted to convey what I was thinking, and and I hope I did it well. I know that it can be lonely, and I know we miss people that were taken from us suddenly or too soon, or maybe we saw it coming, and it still just sucks, sucks, sucks that they're not here. Um, and I know it doesn't feel fair, and I know we're grieving, and I know grief is scary, um, and it's uncomfortable, and it's inconvenient, and it's sad, and it makes you feel broken. But think of all the other things out there and try to cling to that and do the work. Go get tools, go get resources, reach out to people. And and that is really my encouragement to you. And I am saying to you the exact things that I've been trying to practice probably over the last, uh, I'd say three weeks to a month. And I will continue to do so um, because of the weather and because of the holidays. So God bless you guys. And I really hope you have a good week and you're able to take this and apply some things and make some changes and change your story. So take care. That's all for this episode of the Abundant in Love podcast. Be sure to like it if you love it by subscribing to the show and engaging with us on social media at Abundant in Love podcast on Facebook and Instagram or visiting our website at AbundantInLove.com. Remember, you got to believe you deserve it. Then you just got to ask for it right here on the Abundant in Love podcast. 